The Secrets of Star Wars is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. Hi, this is Ashley Eckstein, the voice of Ahsoka Tano from Star Wars, and you're listening to the Secrets of Star Wars podcast. May the Force be with you. You're listening to The Secrets of Star Wars, Episode 85. Hello there. It's a power that Jedi have that lets them control people and make things float. Impressive. Every word in that sense was wrong. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I find your lack of faith disturbing. It's against my programming to impersonate a deity. That's not how the Force works. Force is with me, and I am with the Force, and I fear nothing. Remember... The Force will be with you, always. Hi everyone, I'm Thomas Senherho, filling in for Father Fett this week, and you're listening to The Secrets of Star Wars, where we talk about everything connected to that galaxy far, far away, including the deeper themes and meanings. Today we're talking about episode 12 of The Bad Batch, Rescue on Ryloth, and we have a great return of Harris and Dula, and much more of The Batch this week than last week's episode. And joining me today on the show is a new voice, uh, welcome Mike Denz. Great to be here. It's good to have you. So uh, we, we're trying to get some new blood in because we're uh, I think we're struggling with keeping up with the weeklies. <laughs> I guess it's a it's a lot over the summer, everybody taking breaks and everything. But uh, glad to have you. It's nice to be called new blood, although I've, I've uh, being 50 <laughs> years old, I've, I saw the original Star Wars is uh, Star Wars is is that plural? <laughs> Star Wars movies, uh, you know, and uh, so much uh, ever since. So um, it's kind of interesting. Uh, getting to talk about some of the this new stuff and seeing how it's all connecting with all the new stuff with yes how we had uh in the first episode of the bad batch um uh with with the jedis and order 66 and now we got Hera coming into full circle in these last couple episodes so it's like the connection between the bad batch and rebels is really kind of cool oh yeah no it's great it's great watching it all kind of fold in together and i know that's one of the big complaints a lot of people have about star wars it's like it's all connected and it's such a big galaxy how's it all connected but like it's the story you're telling. The story yeah. is connected, obviously. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's the fun of it. If it was all disconnected, it would be driving you nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so, but speaking of Order 66, um, we've got a little bit of a, a pause before we get to the show uh, notes. Uh, Mike, I have to tell you about our Ham Solo segment. So that's what, that's what we're going to go with. That's what we're going to be calling it. Uh, Mike Creevy, who's one of the other voices on the podcast, he came up with this idea that uh, whenever he goes to the deli line on uh, the weeks uh, to get his ham... He can enter a name in for the waiting line. And so he always enters in an obscure Star Wars reference of some kind. So uh, unfortunately, it doesn't get actually called, but it does have a sticker on it afterwards that says whatever the name is. (laughs) So he's been going with those. But this week, this week, uh, Father Andrew actually sent us a picture of him being the victim of becoming the dreaded Order 66 on a drive through visit. <laughs> so, oh, boy. There it was, Order 66 on a drive through visit. And uh, Mike sent us his deli order from this week, and it was Lando Calrissian's loyal sidekick. Do you remember his name? Lobot. There you go, the cyborg Lobot. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so the idea is to use an obscure Star Wars name anytime you have space in a deli or coffee or waiting room line. Uh, and what we'd like to know from you, listener, is if you have done this, uh, who have you used and what? Uh, take a picture of it. You know, if you go to Starbucks and you put uh, the name of, you know, like if you put Sebulba on your cup instead of your name, uh, we'd love a picture of it. Uh, if you can catch a video of them saying it out loud, that would be even better. Uh, and then if you could just share it with at SQPN and tag it with Ham Solo, that's Ham H-A-M Solo. Uh, so hashtag Ham Solo. Uh, that'll get get us the notes so that we can check it out and we'll talk about them on the show in the future. Uh, but for right now, back to our discussion about Clone Force 99 and this episode, The Rescue on Ryloth. So last week, um, Father Andrew and I were talking about this and we had some pretty dire predictions about this episode. Uh, fortunately, they did not come to pass, at least most of them. Uh, we, we knew that the batch was going to be coming back to, to for the rescue, but we were a little worried about the, the status of... Um, the Sindula family by the end of this episode. So uh, that I'm glad that didn't happen, but at the same time, it kind of just fills in some gaps for us. And we start to see even more questions that, um, that are being asked now uh, by it. So we'll get into that as we go. I was getting a little confused with, with, with um, Ezra's parents 
who they talked about a um, lot more in Rebels and how they were missing or killed. I, I'm trying to remember. They 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 are gone, right? They were they were right. killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, I and that's why I'm watching this. I'm like, wait a minute. Her, her parent, her parents were they okay? You know, <laughs> I'm trying to yeah, remember. We had, did we talk about her parents? I don't remember. If we Rebels did, we had a mentioned. very brief interlude in Rebels where. Okay. Um, we talked where she actually went back and met champ at one point and she had uh, an interaction with him and okay. they were not on good terms. And that's, uh, so that's, that's an interesting, you know, it's one of the things that we talked about father Andrew and I last week uh, was we're saying that maybe what happened was something with um, the mom and that that caused a falling out between uh, champ and Hera, but uh, that didn't come to pass in this episode. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's more to the Harris story, which is, which is great. I, I like that. I, I like the character. I like the way that she's being portrayed. So, I think it's great that um, that we might get more of that story in the future. Right. Um, so yeah, but that's uh, so that's that's this one. This kind of opens up. What was your initial impression of this episode? You, how do you feel about it? Um, I I liked it. Uh, I you know I I it's interesting. I'm. I have mixed feelings when they have children be the main characters, you know, it's mm-hmm. uh, it kind of brings me back to when Anakin in episode one, you know, was kind of a big part, obviously, of the entire uh, movie. And it got kind of child, you know, like, OK, th- is this really uh, something for me or is this more for the kids? Uh, right. So when you had um, uh, Zendula and um, Orion, uh, no. Omega. Oh my gosh. Omega. <laughs> yeah. Not Orion. Omega. You know, when these two are kind of doing their things and they, they commandeer a big shuttle and they're blowing stuff up and it's kind of like, you know, shouldn't clones be a little bit more inept to stop this from two kids, right. you know? So, so that, that, you know, kind of took the edge off of it a little bit, you know, because a lot yeah. of the stuff with the bad batch and what they're doing and what they're dealing with and, and knowing you're steeped in the aftermath of, order 66 in the beginning of the empire and you're seeing all this happen and uh mm-hmm. you know what the empire is doing um you know i like the more edgy stuff so i like the episode overall but i guess that would be my one critique of what i didn't you know like about it yeah i i see that yeah and i think the i think the overall this has been a more adult geared show than the clone wars or rebels were rebels rebels got into some pretty dense territory though too so yeah that's it's kind of a it's kind of a toss up. I think this one was I, I, I agree. I think that that um, the, the scene with them blowing things up was was goofy. But then then I'm reminded of, you know, the original Star Wars, where it's kind of like uh, Luke really had no idea what he was doing. <laughs> Most yeah, at least he was an adult. But yeah, he was kind of like, you know, goofing around. It, it was uh, like the resistance was much more to me like a, a kid's uh, cartoon. Like it was mm-hmm. seemed to be much more right. geared to that kind of more simple and, and goofy and, and things that not necessarily complex storylines and stuff like that. Right. Um, whereas bad batch really hasn't done that. But at the same time, I'm not saying I don't like seeing the origins of, um, uh, of her and, and, and how she is like, you know, and this idea that like, okay, this is a future general, you know, and here she is right. a kid and she doesn't even know well, how to fly then, yet. She's such a great pilot. I mean, with all those things, that, that was neat. great. And and then you and you get to see the seeds sown here. That's one of the things I'm I'm gonna when when we're going through the the breakdown. Uh, I, I, you get to see the beginnings of hey, you can't not not only can you be a pilot, but you could be a strategist. You could be an effective part of, of yeah. doing something and having something happen. So, all right, well, let's go ahead and get in it. Um, uh, we start off with this episode. Uh, we open up with Admiral Rampart gloating over his success in capturing Cham, and we see uh, kind of how he's spinning the assassination attempt. Thing. We, you know, that's one of the questions we had last week is how exactly are we going to spend this assassination attempt uh, issue? And apparently Senator Ta is still OK. Or Rampart's lying, one of the two. <laughs> I guess we're left with this, this quote from him that says that Senator Ta is making a full recovery, uh, which it didn't look like he was going to after uh, last episode. That did not seem like it was going to be the case. <laughs> but since no one who saw who shot Ta uh, that's where Rampart is kind of bringing in this idea that it was one of Cham's uh, compatriots that shot him. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're going to go with this attempted assassination on uh, on Senator Ta. And um, I was surprised to see here that Hauser is willing to disagree with the official story very openly, like to, to challenge 
uh, Rampart's official story and say that he's not sure about this, that he doesn't think that it was one of Cham's group and to kind of push back, uh, you know, because we've been getting that official line of good soldiers follow orders, that they're all still under this kind of Order 66 uh, brain wipe. But Hauser definitely does not seem to be. Um, and then uh, the issue of Hera comes up. Uh, Rampart says that he's got somebody looking for him. And I love I love Chim and Eleni's, uh complete lack of concern for their daughter. They're like, yeah, she'll be OK. We're not <laughs> we're not worried about her. <laughs> We're not going to tell you where where she is, but you're not going to find her. <laughs> we we saw Rogue One. We know she's okay. She gets yeah. uh, she makes it all the way <laughs> to it, you know. Yeah, yeah she's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it is kind of like it, it is interesting. Um, but I mean, they yeah they they obviously had uh, trust in her. Um, they uh, didn't uh, didn't trust him uh, to like when he came back to plead. You know. Mm-hmm. let me know i can protect her and they're like no you know, right she's fine we're, we're not gonna you know and she was <laughs> yeah so yeah, right. she, she was she was great <laughs> they were they were very yeah. good to trust her <laughs> right so yeah but I, lo- I love um i love how they're playing the hauser character because i think uh, for us as the viewers we're really wondering what's going on too i think they've they've set it up in a good way for us to question uh the clones thoroughly in the same yeah, no, we don't know if Hauser. I mean, we assume he still has the chip and everything. He's right. Yeah. So now it's like okay. So now they can plus all the you know. I don't mean to skip to the end, but you know all the all his men who were thrown right. down and, and arrested. You know. Yeah. Uh, apparently the chip isn't. It's, it's it's wearing out. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's maybe maybe that's part of the downfall of the clones in general when you need stormtroopers because the clones just became unreliable. I, that could be part of it. Yeah. Oh, huh. I hadn't thought about it that way. Maybe that's, that's why yeah, they're trying just, to phase it. It just out. occurred to me. Like, yeah, I mean, because eventually clones are are looked at as like the backwards, you know, lower class of society. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, nobody likes clones. And um, so they would it would tend to reason that maybe maybe that's one of the reasons that the Empire kind of started just kind of sowing seeds of distrust. And we don't we don't want clones anymore. Sounds like the Empire. <laughs> you worked for us, and now you're no good anymore. We're going to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Toss you out. Oh, boy. Um, well, so Hera, for her part, um, knows she's in over her head, which is good. It's good that she uh, recognizes that she can't do anything from the position that she's in. So she calls the only group that she uh, knows how to. And um, it shows how quick friends that she and Omega made, because Omega gave her their uh, direct line, and uh, only for emergencies, of course. But uh, this... <laughs> This is an emergency, so um, so she calls, and initially the batch isn't thrilled about the idea of having to fly back to Ryloth uh, so quick. But Omega convinces them, and I thought this was a great turn too. Like uh, convinces them that that's what soldiers do—that they help people in need, which is a complete shift from the line we've been getting since the beginning of this series, where it's you know good soldiers follow orders. And what she's saying is kind of turning it on its head and saying, "No, soldiers help people who need help." Yeah. And, that seems to work. Yeah, I, I was yeah, I was paying extra close attention to that. That was they 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 gave that as a big line at the end of that scene where he says, you know, there's a lot of things going on and we and we can't draw always drop everything to to help everybody. She's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we can. <laughs> That's what yeah. we do. That's, That's exactly what soldiers what do. do. <laughs> and uh, and and just the influence that Omega has on him and and the rest of them, uh, yeah. you know, all four of them is is uh, is apparent, obviously. But yeah, it's, and no, it's not I, just she's cute and she's the kid and we all love her. You know, it's not that they're 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 learning from her. Right. Well, and there I, li- I like the scene a couple of episodes ago that we got where Hunter turns around and and gives Omega a direction and uh, text like uh, Omega's not even here. <laughs> like, what, <laughs> you know, what are you doing? <laughs> you left her. Why are we why are we referencing her now? <laughs> So, yeah, I, I think they, they're really they're really feeling like she's a part, a, an important part of the team. And we also get that really uh, clever scene here where she's trying to fix the gonk droid. And um, and Hunter walks by and says, oh, don't even bother. He's he's defective. And she just kind of gives that offhand line. Well, we all are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always remember that as the power droid because that's what it was called for my action figure when I yeah. bought it. from Star Because <laughs> originally you see him in a, in a sand crawler. Uh, in, right, you know, in Star Wars, New Hope. But anyway, yeah, I mean, you know, because you know, because the power droids seem offended. Wait a minute, my yeah, you know, what do you mean I'm defective? <laughs> I'm fine, you know. And she's like, "Don't worry, we're, we're all defective. We're all good. defective." <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
it was a really good it was a good uh tacit acknowledgement of the fact that they're all not uh not the perfect clones that they're supposed to be right <laughs> which is good so, yeah 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 well in this case very very useful mm-hmm. um so yeah clone force 99 initially unwilling to go along uh with being hired by a kid so they finally get back they they land they get out and they're like well, okay so who was who was it that hired us and it's nope that's it it's hera <laughs> and so yep. they're kind of uh not interested at first and then she lays out who her father is and what's going on with the empire's occupation i love that the that it kind of shifts on that where they're starting to realize that something's up and they're not comfortable with what's going on and so it's almost like they were still trying to figure out how they were going to fit into all of this until these last few episodes where they're they're learning uh we're not really sure we like the way the empire is now and what they're what they're about as opposed to the Republic that we did fight for before this. And um, they, so they, they're at least interested enough to go scout it out. And when they do, sure enough, it's another military occupation, but this time, and I think this is the thing that really sets it apart. It's not a separatist planet. And they, you know, they, there's a little bit of talk about that. So, you know, you talk about those deeper themes. They're kind of, it's, it's kind of off to the side in this episode, but it, it's there still where the, the clones are like, wait, this isn't right. This is not a separatist planet. These are guys that we fought with. Yeah. They shouldn't need this military occupation now. And before they can make a, 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 a decision about what they're going to do in a plan, uh, they get scouted out by uh, an Imperial droid and Hunter takes him down with a knife, which was awesome. <laughs> it's like, it's good to see Hunter like kind of <laughs> back in his strengths, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love the I, I love hearing the sound effects of the probe droid. You can't mistake it. And yes. <laughs> I also love the line where it said, well, the Empire knows we're here, which is exactly what they said in Empire Strikes Back. I'm just calling back that like, the repeating lines. Yes. Um, the Empire knows <laughs> the Empire knows we're here. You know, and it's like, yeah, that's what we always say when we discover a probe droid. The Empire knows yep. we're here. <laughs> That's what they're there for, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so uh, so that's and that's exactly what Hunter does is he says uh, this is uh this just really isn't worth the risk anymore. Right. And, um, and that's, I mean, it's a good, it's a good scene uh, kind of leading back into then on the other side of things, uh, stuff's not going so great for the empire at this point either, <laughs> which is, which is good to see. It's good to see the empire not having everything just go exactly how they want it to. And mm-hmm. um, we get that good scene with Hauser and uh, Admiral Rampart where Hauser's disagreeing with him say, again, saying, uh, look, we can't just keep rounding up innocent people. Uh, they're not guilty of anything. There's, there's no reason for us to round them up. And if you keep doing this, then the people are going to, uh, they're going to revolt. And Rampart plays his hand and says, okay, well, that's kind of what I want, right? That's, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, exactly. It's the good thing that that means then we can round everybody else up too. And that makes it easier for us. It also goes to the empire's, um, uh, prejudice against alien races. Right, uh, you know they're not the Twi'leks. They they don't look, you know they look at them down on them as inferior. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're probably more interested in enslaving them. Uh, certainly not wanting them to be any significant part of the empire as far as fighting. Give us all your weapons, you know, turn all that stuff in. And once they get that, you know, it's, it's reminiscent of like standard operating procedure. You know, uh, you know, we freed you. Give us your weapons. You know, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's- Come on, people. That's the way empires work. <laughs> that's how it happens. Well, besides, I mean, can you imagine trying to make stormtrooper armor for all the different variations? Oh, my race? gosh. I know. That, I mean, that, yeah. Uh, how, how big are your tentacles or whatever? Do they have a name for those? I don't remember. I think they uh, do. Leku is what they're Leku. called. Leku. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and they're all over the place. I mean, the senator, I mean, like he, he was really, I yeah, don't like know. Four if of them. He was, yeah. He was like fat, you know, and they're all over. <laughs> yeah. It was just very, very weird. Uh, it kind of looked to it, you know. Much, much different than Bib Fortuna, our first Twilight experience. He was, yep. He was looked like the standard. I'm like, whoa, they can be all sorts. Yeah. And this is, um, I think it's interesting too here to see, um, to see the, the freedom fighter nature of them, but like to get that backdrop for them that they've been enslaved for so long and they fought with the rebellion or with the, well, not with the rebellion, with the, with the Republic to right. free themselves and now they're back where they were, you know, mm-hmm. at the beginning with the Empire coming in and kind of squashing them um, where they are. And, um, you know, and I think um, Hauser knows it. Hauser knows what's going on. He's, he's got a good bead on the situation that, that really this was the bad way, the, the worst possible way to have gone about it. But Rampart is completely unwilling to share that measure of being in control 
with Cham, you know, making sure that that Cham is not going to have that that position of power at all. So he get and he manages to get rid of both of the sen- both the senator and the speaker at, at one time, you know, with with yeah. this move, which is what he wants, and he just wants to replace that vacuum of power that's left there. Right. Right. And um, during all this, we get Omega, who's the strategist, going back to uh, Hera to say, "Hey, look, we can we can make a plan. We can we can figure this out because." you know this planet and you can tell us, you know, what's going to work. And I love this moment. This is the first time we really hear how Omega views her relationship with the, with Clone Force 99. When um, Hera asks why she feels, why Omega feels like she can trust them. And Omega says, well, because they're my brother, you know, she's talking about Hunter specifically because he's yeah. my brother. And it's like, Oh man. And that, that frames it because I think a lot of times we've been thinking about the, you know, when we've been talking on the show, we've been talking about the, the fatherly relationship that they have. Mm -hmm. Uh, but none of us had really put a finger on the older brother, younger sister, uh, thing. And I think that was a really good, uh, this was a really good moment in the show to frame that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And it, um, it helped Hera come to terms with okay i'm trying to rescue my family and you're you trust your family and i Mm -hmm. trust you uh so uh it brought it all together and it certainly made you know i mean it it, for the last episode we we really got the relationship they're they're my brothers they're not just you know they were my rescuers they were my friends you know that i'm getting close to them they're my brothers you know and and that's what clones always call each other you know brothers right yeah they yeah they're all they're all the brothers and yeah. that's so it's really good for her to be kind of in that uh, in that feel, but in a deeper way, really, than just, well, we're all clones together. But like they really are, you know, emotionally her brothers, too. Yeah. So. And then so uh, plan seems like a good one. They're going to attack the refinery to distract the Empire because it's all on auto cannons, so they can shut the auto cannons down. Of course, easy plans in Star Wars always means that something's going to go <laughs> wrong. <laughs> it's like the default. <laughs> I think I think you would throw everyone for a curveball if you had an easy plan. Just go right. Like, yeah, yeah. Nobody yeah, like would know what to do or with something. It. <laughs> you know, I love it when a plan comes together, but never on these. I, I loved this. I loved how. Um, now I, I don't know the you know um, Hera's accent. She, her her young self still has, I guess, a Twi'lek accent. She doesn't sound mm-hmm. like that. So when she says like Chopper, it sounds like Hopper. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to like. What is she calling him? It's not his name, you know. I'm like, okay, I guess I can see what she's doing. But it was just so funny. Um, and then to hear like the three R two units come out, and they're like, it's all they're all using like classic R two language. Right. And 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 unless you're talking about R two D two, R two units are bad. They're they're the Empire, you know, right. where Hopper just like zaps them and stuff like that. So I love that whole scene, and I like uh, having Chop around again. Um, oh yeah, he's just great comic relief, and you're always throwing him into. We're going to, you know, put you in a situation where you, you might get killed because yeah, you're a robot. Right. <laughs> right. Cause it, it's okay. If, if you did get shot, it would be a big deal. We we'll just fix it. you the next time. Yeah. We'll just fix you. <laughs> um, well, you know, and I was, I, I've been, I, this, the, one of the other reasons that I feel like there's more to the Hera story is Chopper's not as sassy in these episodes as he was in Rebels. Right. And I feel like we would have gotten it at some point in here, like the real just, the the sass bot version yeah. of him. Yeah, he was only sassy to the troop, the the two clones when they're like, "You're not supposed to be here," and he throws up his arms like, "Well, you know, I'm <laughs> right? just here." Yeah, but yeah. Y- you think about it. I mean, how long was he with Hera? You know, right? I don't know when the rest of the clang, you know, what's rest of the the gang joined her. Uh, you know, before we got to the the beginning of Rebels, but um, you know, they must have developed this relationship, and of course. He's kind of like, listen, I've been with Hera from the right. beginning. From you know, the beginning, don't 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 give me gruff because I'm a droid. You know, I right. I'm really second in command here. Actually, <laughs> probably, it's probably his attitude. So Which, the sass like built over time. I bet exactly. Oh man, that makes that makes the whole rebel stint so much better. Like where he just, yeah. he thinks he's the second in command. Yeah, he's like you know. <laughs> Who the heck are you people? <laughs> Johnny, come lately. Is these, yeah. uh, it makes it makes so much makes, more sense the way he treats Kanan, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just it, you know? I mean, uh, Kanan's just a kid, too, you know? I mean, it's... Yeah. it's it's it. That gives us... I mean, I, I don't know, what, like 20 years, maybe? 
20 to 25 yeah. years until Rebels. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's an official, uh, you know, how, how far away, how far away the end of the Bad Batch well, it's episode gonna be, 12 it's, is. It's got to be 18 because at, at most is our upper limit, right? Because Luke's still 18 and he's already been born at this point. Right. Yeah. So, um, and then, yeah, that's right. It has to be a little. Yeah. So he's just been born. And he's 18 at A New Hope. Yeah. So, okay. So really, um, they're probably more like, Hera's probably like 12. Yeah. Something I think like that's, that. I think that's the and then range. You get another, and then you get like her up to like 30, 31-ish. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Chopper there the whole time. And then <laughs> and you, also get, you also get the sense that maybe Chopper wasn't even, excuse me, wasn't even her droid. But it was her parents' droid that her parents have assigned to her to kind of take care of her. So. Maybe there's even a, a sense of Chopper is the the commander. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <He's>, <laughs> he feels like, hey, I'm the parent here taking care of all you people. <laughs> right, right. Oh, brother. That just adds layers. I love how the, I love how you can do that kind of stuff and just add layers to these characters with just these tiny little uh, things here. So that's really good. But yeah, Ch- so Chopper fails uh, in his mission. He can't quite uh, manage to get the uh, to get the autocannons taken down. So the girls have to take matters into their own hands. And um, and they managed to they hijack a hijack a shuttle. And you got to wonder how easy it is to hijack vehicles in in George Lucas fiction in general. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but specifically in Star Wars, it seems there's like there's definitely no there's definitely in. no keys. I mean, you can get an Ewok can grab a, a speeder bike, right? Um, you know they they're always stealing shuttles. I mean, they had the stolen shuttle in Jedi too. Uh, mm-hmm. Um. They they stole the Tie Fighter in uh, the uh, episode seven. Um, right. <laughs> of course, they had a Tie Fighter pilot, but still. Um, so yeah, I mean, apparently there's obviously no key or or even code. You just get in and start right. it up. It just seems there's like the, the the ship's ready to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so the and and it was a quite a powerful ship. I mean, they they basically disabled the whole place. All the automatic cannons were down once they shot right. whatever strategic thing they shot i don't even know they looked like they shot a garage door to me i wasn't sure what it was but um that did it for them the nebulous commands <laughs> it's, it's just kind of there yeah yeah uh, but yeah and then I, I love text line um so i'm detecting some explosions at your location <laughs> yep yeah yep tech you are yeah yes yes uh, my, and then, my favorite and then part is like she's like i'm getting good at this and she's like yes yeah, so you're confusing them you're just confused. as much Using us, your erratic, unorthodox <laughs> flying, whatever he called it. Right. Well, I love it. I love it that now Omega no longer has this um this leg to stand on of uh, flying's more of a feeling because I think oh, Hera just disproved that for for tech. So tech will be like, no, 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 you need some more training before you can get behind the wheel and actually do this, Omega. Right. Um. But they they do manage to to make enough of a distraction that uh, the Empire sends most of the force away from uh, the main area and over to the refinery to protect it. Uh, but uh, one clone in particular is not fooled, and Crosshair stays behind with uh, with a small group of his people uh, because he knows the real targets, Champ. He 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 knows his brothers well enough that they they weren't here to destroy the refinery; they were here for to, to rescue Champ. And um, yeah, we get to see Crosshair knowing their moves before before they're able to enact them. And we realize by the end of this episode, we realize that he hasn't actually been given any orders to go and take them out directly, except for that one uh, time where he found them in the the derelict ship. So it's kind of a new new territory for him after the show. After this episode, he's a great villain. Because uh, oh, yeah. you you don't like him, um, you, you almost didn't like him a little bit when he was part of the group. I mean, he was kind of like like a too cool for school kind of jerk uh, when he was with them. <laughs> and now, as opposed to like Hauser uh, and his men coming to, uh, even though they have the chip, becoming more aware of uh, making their own free choice and and the empire is so good. Is you wonder if if uh, Crosshair is beyond saving? Is like, could they take right. the ship out, and would that mean anything? Uh, well, because of how you know, and and the fact that he wants to hunt down his former brothers, mm-hmm. you know that that like, why didn't he request that sooner? If you know, maybe he wasn't ready for that. I don't know. 
it's just yeah. interesting, you know, the, the juxtaposed of these two troopers going in opposite direction. Well, and I think I think we we took back to that that they did do something to his chip. So when when they pulled him aside, um, they strengthened his chip. Right. That, okay. That yes. first episode. So right, right. I forgot about that. Okay. There's there's still a little bit of a question of how much is his his will versus the the thing that's been imposed on him. And well, he certainly hasn't been struggling. I mean, he, you know, the, repeating right. that mantra, like, you know, good soldiers follow order. He, he's, he's just all, he's totally mm-hmm. into it. He's, uh, you know, he reminds me of the, the kid in, um, Red Dawn, you know, do you remember right. Red Dawn? Mm-hmm. He, oh yeah. <laughs> I forget his name, but, uh, Jared, I forget. I'm trying to remember. They're like, uh, but anyway, you know, he just kept become more hard, the more he killed and the more he, Right, you know, he was totally lockstep into doing this, and that's where I see crosshairs. He's just—it's um, not really so much about the empire as as much as it's just uh, him being right and him having power. Yeah, yeah. Well, and him, him. Yeah, yeah. Really, it is. It's about it's about following following the orders and kind of diving deeper into them. The further along you get, which is just sort of the nature of evil, right? That's kind of. You, you start off on those small bits and as you go more, you become desensitized to it. So you do more and then you become desensitized to that and more becomes almost necessary to keep, keep that uh, momentum rolling. Yeah. Yeah. A slave to the, the evil and the, the evil tendencies and sins that you're committing as opposed mm-hmm. to the freedom, even though they look like they're not free. I mean, they were in jail uh you know uh harris family twilight you know but they chose against the tyranny so they actually were more free because they weren't subjugated to this this rule of the empire um yeah right that's that's a great way to look at it yeah and then we see that's that brings us back around full circle to hauser who uh stops the uh hunter and um an echo from taking the the easy path out to the hangar where there's an ambush waiting for them and says, look, you guys need to go the other direction. There's another ship up in uh, Senator Ta's room. And uh, you know, they figure that all all together. And then Hauser says, I need to, I need to convince my brothers to stop this. And yeah, the gates open and he does, that's exactly what he does. He, he walks out, throws down his weapon and says, I'm not going to be a part of this anymore. And, and several of his former troop mates, do the same thing. They drop their weapons and join him. Yeah. Now, why did Cham so, I mean, like he wouldn't believe him when he came to him in the jail, but now, now he, then he did though. I, I was like, well, what, what changed all of a sudden? What, what did Hauser do? I mean, you know, that's a good question. You know, it, it didn't seem like there was anything like he could have still been setting them up, I suppose, you know, but you know, for, for whatever reason, Cham decided he was gonna, you know, he trusted him now. Yeah, uh, there there was the um, was it his wife or someone said we have the you know that other ship. Yeah, I think um, it was Elaney. I think it was Elaney, uh, okay. his wife Elaney that that, yeah. did, that did say that there was there. Yeah, Elaney. Yeah, so she said it, but I mean that didn't mean that he was right. I don't know. I I I felt like it was. I don't know. There wasn't enough there to make me think. You know, why are you trusting him now? Unless he was really tempted to trust him before, but just didn't feel it was. He was ready. I don't know. Well, I'm surprised that that um, Hunter and Echo went along with it, too, because they have been experiencing this whole the chip wiring <laughs> everybody's brain thing. You know, I yeah. mean, the, the firsthand they had that experience with Wrecker, you know, going off the deep end. Yeah. Before they were he able was to even get all which, their ships which out. one of them was looking back at um, uh, Hauser. They were because they, they were like bringing up the rear and he, he was looking back at him as he was going up to the big doors to open it up to his brothers. Like, oh yeah, I think that was Echo. I think that was Echo. Yeah, okay. Echo was just kind of like, huh? What's he doing? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. There was, you know, interesting looks between these guys. And now, um, remind me: is how far back does Hauser go? I mean, is is as far as rebels? uh, I think he's. This this is a discussion we had in my house too. So we were we were trying to figure out which generation of clone he was because uh, there's there's been some talk. Uh, about which generation of clones did have the chip and which ones didn't because uh, there was an episode in Rebels where they went and visited the retired guys who were out sand fishing and uh, one of them <laughs> yeah. 
you remember those guys, right? Yeah, and, and those and, were those. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't remember if it was it wasn't Commander Cody or anything, but it was some. There was some of the guys that, um, like from the Clone Wars. Basically, right. It I was think. it was yeah. ones we recognized, right? Yeah. So, um, so one of them, one of them lost the chip. One of them had had it damaged. One one of them had had it removed. One of them had had it damaged, and another one they they were. I seem to remember that they said that he didn't have the chip implanted. Like he never had a chip because he was one of the first generation of clones. Oh, okay. And so I'm wondering if Hauser, I got to go back and do some more research about Hauser, but uh, I'm wondering if Hauser was one of those first generation clones that maybe didn't have a chip implanted in them. And so there's no, there's no issue there with the chip because you know, he, he's free of it. But I'm I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not really sure what exactly his story is. So I'm gonna have to dig a little more. Yeah, on him. yeah. He 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 looked. You know, it's it's difficult because obviously these guys all look alike. I know they have their little their little quirks, their little haircuts, their little scars that kind of <laughs> right. help. But still, you, you don't have. And they 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 the same guy voices all of them. You know, right. I mean, I know he's he tries to put subtleties in there, but it it can be difficult to try to like which one's he. Okay, right. I'm not sure. You know. So I was I was uh, rewatching, you know, um, different different parts uh, again and, and looking back and saying, you know, um, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to know him. You know, Hauser was how Hauser was in Clone Wars and okay. Cham was in Clone Wars, too. So so Cham and Hauser were in Clone Wars. And the, I think um, Anakin's group, Anakin's group might have visited them or it might have been like a one off episode where they were in. I don't remember. It's been a while since I've seen that bit of Clone Wars, but. But so he's not a new character, but, but, but I will say, yeah, I remember Cham. The, uh, yeah. yeah, actually, now that I think about it, that's, that sounds familiar because his, he's got a very unique twilight kind of look to him, right. uh, mm-hmm. much, much like kind of bigger and he's a general and everything. Yeah. Um, what about, um, Rampart? Cause he looked, he looked like, um, the, the one in, uh, rebels who ended up being the traitor who, who, you know, he was kind of like the big bad, uh, uh, officer oh, yeah. and they ended up uh being the the one who was feeding him information and stuff no i think rampart is uh, a new i character. know he's not him but it just looked like him i mean right. he, he had a similar look <laughs> that imperial was, thing right yeah. <laughs> yeah well not more than just the uniform I, mean, I bet if you if you look at them side by side these guys look alike maybe they're brothers <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but anyway Could be. um but he's he's kind of new though rampart correct uh yeah he's uh, i think he was um I think he was in the Clone Wars, but not, not until not until towards the end. But okay. he's mostly he's a. Was he? No, he might he might only be a Bad Batch. Yeah, I think I think that might be what it is. Is that he was introduced with along with this series, and so he's the he's our our big Imperial Bad for this for this particular okay. series. But uh, but yeah, he's so he no he's he's not Hauser Hauser was around, and I have to I have to say jokingly around our house it was um he's the the clone with the good hair. That's uh, that's that's how we've been referring to him. Because, okay, yeah, yeah I can see he, that. he has right. the good hair. Right? He has the good hair. Yeah, because a lot of I mean, none of the Bad Batch guys, those ninety nines, they're, they're all. Oh no, man, <laughs> they're bald they're or just weird. Yeah, they just they gave up a long time ago. Um, but uh, we've gone off on a tangent. I think uh, they blew up the the the, the there guns, you go. so they got the Bring diversion. Um, yeah, they they rescued. Um, uh champ and 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 eleni and the rest of them and they took him to the right ship and you had did you think that crosshairs was going to shoot hauser after was, he like i was surprised he didn't actually yeah i was I, like he's gonna take him out he's gonna take him out uh <laughs> you know but he just said arrest him I'm like wow yeah gosh, i thought he was dead yeah i was really i did. was one I, well but but then i don't know i i, I wonder about crosshair and that's why i think i think there is some level of he has to be redeemable and he's i think they've pushed him as far as they can go on the uh on the evilness scale i see that, yeah if they're gonna look for redemption point. that would have been kind of tough to bring him back yeah. from like you know murdering a fellow clone right like that. yeah I, I was really worried that it was going to end in elaney being shot like the door open elaney's there and crosshair shoots because that that's that uh, was our you know that was the thing that um uh that Father Andrew and I were talking about last week was that we feel like the falling out between Hera and Cham had to do with Eleni's death because she's not around in uh, in Rebels. Like we don't mm-hmm. see her, we don't hear about her. We just get a, the fleeting reference to her. 
Um, so we were wondering if maybe that was the falling out and that was what we were going to see this episode. So I'm glad to some extent, I'm glad that we didn't get quite that deep down the rabbit hole, but, uh, yeah. but yeah. So, so I, I think the, the question here really comes back to Hauser. Like what is it about him and the men that, that, you know, lay down their arms that order 66 is not affecting them anymore. And, and why, you know, why now, um, it was there like a time limit on it? Was there something that, uh, like you were saying, you know, maybe the clones are being phased out. And so part of that is letting them, you know, let it easing up on the order 66 stuff. And now they can make their own decisions, but that's putting them in hot water because now they're, they're realizing that they were betrayed and they're turning that back on the empire. Well, I hope it gets investigated in the next few episodes, you know, yeah. uh, uh, what what's going on and they spend so much time on hauser in two episodes and 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 his effect he had on his own men mm-hmm. um you know and there's i mean there's like it's interesting these little pockets of of uh of clone troopers you know the ones that have been moving the chip and stuff who who aren't going along uh you know with order 66 and it's mm-hmm. kind of nice uh because if when you followed uh the how the progression went especially with uh, episode three, Re- Revenge of the Sith. It was tough seeing the clones suddenly kill. Right. Jedi. I mean, that's just that was such a betrayal. And I um, mean, because they just they fought side by side, and they were always such good soldiers. And you know, um, so to see that you know it's a chip, and some of them are are coming back and saying no, the Jedi are good. Um, right. Is is cool. So it, it, it'd be interesting to see. I hope they they continue to investigate that, you know, explore that. Yeah, I'm sure they're gonna. I'm sure they're going to go deeper with it. And that's because I know that's, you know, that's part that's a big part of the questions that we're asking surrounding um, the, the Clone Force 99 and what they've had to deal with, you know, getting the chips out of their head and who exactly Crosshair is and what he's responsible for. So it'll be interesting to see how that all pans out. Right. OK, so to finish up the episode, because <laughs> because I think these are all interesting questions, but they, you know, they all kind of get dumped in there right towards the end. And um, yeah, we finally see the, the Sindulas uh, get back together and we see this endearing scene of of um you know Hera being reunited with her family and Omega and the brothers standing there together and and that kind of acknowledgement of the two families uh and you know how they're responsible for themselves and and what they're going on to to be you know they're going to go on to be one of them's going to go on to be the resistance and the other one we're still wondering like where does the batch fit into all of that yes yeah i got a real sense of okay we're there the way that especially elaney was talking was was about rebellion i mean we're going to Mm -hmm. form a rebellion we got to get organized we got to meet with other people who are doing this you know and i mean this is like we're a generation away from Hera and everything she does uh which really is in a a certain sense you know you've got a whole nother generation that comes with uh episodes you know the original episodes uh, Mm -hmm. that, that finally take them down so it's it's interesting it's almost like we have three generations of of uh of rebellion going on here to finally take them down really and, and take down the empire yeah, yeah. It, it takes a lot i mean it's it's you you look at how much of a ragtag band it is you, you know and I, th- I think it was kind of it's kind of illustrated by the fact that what what were the what, what the batch was able to drop off in the previous episode was 32 blasters and some <laughs> yeah. thermal detonators you know yeah and that that was supposed to be enough to to at least start the resistance on ryloth and um yeah you know that's it's tough. It's tough <laughs> thinking about taking on the entire empire with 32 blasters <laughs> and some thermal detonators, right? Well, you know, if they can get Hera driving one of those transports, you know. I mean, there you go. Done. <laughs> Problem solved. There you go. Yeah. You just phone it in now. <laughs> and then um, we also get the scene uh, right at the end where uh, Crosshair comes up to Admiral Rampart and, and asks directly for permission to go and hunt down Clone Force 99. And, um, right. I get the impression that he's done it before. I get the impression this isn't the first time he's asked, but this is the first time he's had a position to be able to ask and have the, have the answer be yes. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't, I, I was sitting there thinking, well, haven't you been trying to do that? I guess, but maybe, I mean like literally they're the, they're the, they've been in your way of other stuff, but I guess right. maybe they haven't been the target. So now yeah. it's, we need to, they're enough of a nuisance that we need to take them out specifically um right. you know so yeah uh maybe maybe uh, he did and yeah, i didn't even think of that yeah good soldiers follow orders right so he <laughs> might have said hey can i go ch- hunt them down and they said nah you don't need to do that just let no. me <laughs> yeah we've well, got other things for you to do right <laughs> right <laughs> i'm gonna go send you to 
take out uh, this resistance group we found and starting up. Sagarera's groups. Go, go do that. Go terrorize these new troops. The stuff they did to Sagarera's group created them. I mean, like, right. you know, I mean, obviously they're, they're creating everything, but you know, sometimes if they would have just let things go, they would have just probably not, not a lot would have happened, but like they, they, they created battle hardened rebels out of a lot of these right. people who just wanted to live their lives. What, what's the line? Um, a, a man often meets his destiny on the road to avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Kind of like a la Braveheart or something, you know, just, yeah. I just wanted to have a farm. <laughs> if you just so, left me just alone. Like, just, <laughs> just leave me alone. <laughs> Sometimes empire, you just gotta let it be, right? Just yeah, let it ride. really. Well, that's the problem with empires. So much better you know, they can't. That's that's their whole thing. That's not what they do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The more you go and fidget in people's business, the the worse the worse off you're going to be in the end. <laughs> so. Exactly. All right. So, any final thoughts about this episode? No, it just uh, it just got me uh, excited to see what's gonna what's gonna happen next. They kind of left it. I mean, just that. Can I hunt them down? That that's some. Yeah, that's some cool stuff. That that might be some, you know, Omega. Go sit in in a safe spot. <laughs> let the let your brothers handle this because they're going to have some I don't know. problems. Hey, hey, she's the only one that's managed to shoot Crosshair so far. So, oh, yeah. you know, I'm gonna. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not taking her. You know, I'm. I'm just saying. You know, I mean, they gotta. You know, be realistic to a certain extent, and you know, uh, let let them do some of the heavy lifting. Well, and we have six episodes left. Right, because I think it's going to be. Is it eighteen episodes that this one's going to be? I'm showing sixteen on oh, 16? Uh, IMDb. Okay. Yeah, so four. Oh, so only four. So four episodes left. All the right. next one is um, Infested. Ooh, okay. Yeah, whatever that uh, means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Father Andrew, you better be on next week because uh, if it's anything about spiders, we're gonna have, <laughs> we're gonna have to talk. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, all right. So, um, yeah, I think I think for me, uh, I like this episode. I thought it was really good. I thought the the framing of the batch as her brothers was probably the best takeaway from this one, uh, you know, just to get that feel of, yeah, these are my brothers and, and having four sons and four daughters myself, you know, that the four right. sons <laughs> to take care of one of the daughters. Uh, yeah. you know, so it immediately put me in that frame. OK, there we go. That's what it is. Uh, so yeah, really and don't nice. get me wrong. I I like I like Omega. I like the whole relationship. I'm not I'm not down on kids. No, no, right, no. right. <laughs> but no, 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 know, it, was, it was just some of the goofiness. But I mean, I I like that because it's it offers you know throughout this whole series, she's she's been that classic trope of a you know the, the younger, a little bit more innocent, but not as helpless as you might have thought. Right. <laughs> when you first when you first got you know came across her so uh it's it's been a great story and i'm enjoying seeing their relationship um you know just deepen as, as with these episodes right yeah and then, then i think the other thing was just seeing the the seeds of leadership being sown in hera here where you've got this young girl on her own kind of scared she calls in help and what does help do well you're gonna have to help us you're gonna have to lead us <laughs> Tell us what we're going to do. You make the plan, you know, and it's like, oh, really? I can do that. Uh -huh. And then that other moment where uh, after Chopper fails and Omega looks at her and says, well, we're just going to have to do it. And Hera's like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> What do you mean we're going to have to do it? And Omega's like, let's go. <laughs> and then they get up and that and you, you said you wanted to be a pilot. Here's your chance. <laughs> Here you go. This is a, yeah, we saw her first flight. I mean, that, that was kinda, right. Yeah. I mean, that's those little those little things are, are kind of yeah. cool. Well, and that's I think the I think one of the coolest parts about having this story be told out of chronological order is being able to see those moments, right? Where we mm -hmm. we go back and we see the beginnings of what that character is going to be later. Well, I mean, what would um, Star Wars be if we just, you know did things in, in chronological, chronological order? order? <laughs> that would just be weird. That would be you yeah, know? that'd be completely. And, wrong, and you right? wonder is are we going to get to see? Uh, uh, Hera and and Kanan meet. In this, yeah, you know, we yeah. haven't seen him like since he took off. Or, you know, he was uh, since the first episode, mm -hmm. right? He's been so. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. That'd be kind of cool. That would be really neat. I think they've uh, they they have covered that in the comics, so have it they? would be okay. interesting to see. Yeah, it would be interesting to see. Like she gets him out of a tight spot. He's like he's being rounded. Are they up by adults the by this time? So because uh, they're. they're not, uh, 
teenagers at that point. Okay. I think is, well, is if, when, yeah, if there's not some team. sort of happenstance meeting <laughs> when they're right. when they're 12 and 13 or whatever, then uh, then we're yeah. not going to see it. But you never know. That's true. Yeah. That, yeah. Because that is a little bit later. I don't know. Maybe maybe they maybe they adjust the timeline a little bit. Yeah. Know. We'll see. Or or you know they'll show up in one of these other hundreds of series that are popping up now for Star <laughs> Yeah, there's time. There's definitely yeah. time. We got it. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good with the story of Hera appearing more too. That's uh that's definitely worth it. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. So that's it from us. Um what did you think of this episode of the Bad Batch? Be sure to email us or comment on our Facebook or Twitter page and let us know. You can email us any feedback at Star Wars at SQPN.com and find StarQuest on Facebook at Facebook.com slash StarQuest Media. Or you can find us on Twitter at SQPN. Uh, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who made it possible for us to create the secrets of Star Wars, including David M., Brian S., Russell Y., Timothy D., and John K. Their generous donations at sqpn.com give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Star Wars and all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com give. Also, be sure to subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. To find previous episodes of The Secrets of Star Wars, please visit sqpn.com slash starwars. And join us next week as we discuss the next exciting episode of The Bad Batch. Until then, Mike Dins, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. It was my pleasure. I was toying with the idea of trying to do a chopper imitation. For the, I, I don't think I could. I'm not Dave Fioni. I don't know how to... How to, how to do that i don't know how he does that <laughs> yeah i yeah i avoid doing the um the the droid sounds because uh you know i they, i'm i'm gonna make a fool of myself first off yeah, and then exactly. i just have stuck in my head the canon uh like the the joke canon that r2d2 is just uh a bad mouth uh person or bad mouth droid the entire time that's why they had to bleep everything that <laughs> <he says. laughs> yeah that's all it really is but, he talked yeah. normal <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, and if you if you go off the C three PO's interpretations of what he's saying, it's oh, not yeah. far from the oh, truth. Watch right? your language. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for joining me. Uh, we appreciate you being here. And once again, I'm Thomas Senterho. Thank you for listening to the Secrets of Star Wars on Star Quest. <laughs>